Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the show tonight, our Thursday night Survivor show. If you guys have a question on Survivor, you guys can call in um, 347-237-5506. Let's have a great show, guys. Welcome, Survivor fans. This is your Rad Reality Show Network. We connect you to the reality stars you love. It's April 21st, 2016. I'm Cherry Garcia, and I'm so glad you joined us tonight for Mike on the Mic with our host, Mike Albright. Just in case you don't know him and who he is, he's the number one Survivor fan in the world. He's met 431 Survivor alumni, Jeff Prost, Mark Burnett, Lynn Spillman, and all the rest, and he's just getting started. Tonight, Mike has two great guests joining him to recap last night's epic Survivor Karang episode, and both of these guys were on Survivor Caramon. We have Matt Bischoff and Michael Snow, and I can't wait to hear everyone's opinion on everything that took place last night. And fans are also invited to call in. All you have to do is dial one three four seven two three seven five five zero six. Please do listen to the prompts on the switchboard and remember to press the number one key on your phone. That lets us know that you're ready to join us on air. Um, we are going to be keeping tonight's show to an hour-long show, and I do believe that our host might be just a bit late tonight. So. We do have one of our guests on the switchboard, so I'm going to go ahead and bring up one of our guests, start the show off with him, and hopefully our host will be here shortly. So please join me in welcoming Matt Bischoff to the show. Matt, thank you so much for calling in tonight. How are you? I'm doing super good. I... uh I'm feeling back to 100%. I had the flu a couple weeks ago, and I was literally in bed for like seven days with a fever oh my and gosh. body ache. 
Yeah, it, it really was bad. And then I, uh, it took me like another week to get better, just to feel better. I was so tired and I lost like 10 pounds in one week. And, uh, wow. yeah, it's like, it was like the survivor, the, the survivor diet for me, I guess. <laughs> it was, uh, it was And that's fun. shortly after you just moved too, didn't you? Yeah. And I think honestly, you know, I, I sold my house, I moved, I went on a spring break. I've been working, you know, nonstop. And I think maybe it just caught up with me and I just got sick and my immune system was down, but I'm, I'm good now. So I'm, I'm psyched. Glad to hear you're all better now. Oh, thank you. Thank you. That sounds like a, like you did maybe deplete your, your system a little bit, and finally it just caught up with you and knocked you on your butt for a little while. Yep, that's right. And I'm not one to lay in bed and, and stare up at the ceiling and sleep all day. I like to do stuff, so it was kind of not fun, you know? Yeah, well, I certainly understand that. I I can tell you're quite the adventurous, so I, you must have been really sick to be down for seven days. Yeah, I was. It, it sucked. And I was thinking, like, man, what if, you know, what if you got sick like that if you're if you're playing the game of Survivor and you got sick like that? How terrible that would be. You know, I, I look at this season and, and uh, you know, how, how nasty the weather is and, and the infections and, and people – you know, the the torturous challenges, and I just feel very lucky that in my season I was, you know, nothing bad happened to me or anybody, really, for that matter, anything dangerous at least, you know. Right. Watching Caleb get medevaced out of there was one of the scariest things ever. And, yeah, it was. Uh, but I see that we do have our host on the switchboard now, so... Let's bring him on. We're going to go ahead and play his intro. Here we go. They have volunteered to be marooned for 39 days. This is their story. This is Survivor. a mile from across campus from my second awards banquet and I have a third one starting at eight o'clock so I'm here though glad to be here oh, and I heard goodness. Matt already on so that's awesome yeah, yeah I'm having a busy day oh yeah very very exciting but should be a lot of fun um Matt thanks for coming on for sure and beating me to my own show <laughs> Hey man, I'm I'm honest, dude. Did you tell Michael Snow how to call in, you dirtball? Uh, as soon as I get to my computer, I'm going to send him a message. He just needs to call the number and press one. But I'll make sure I message him. I'm literally, I just uh, we did this thing called Tiemba where we stole students of color um, with ceremonial robes, and I was there doing that. And I literally did my few students and walked out the door. So. Oh, right on. 
But uh, yeah, I'm here, and I think Mike's uh, he's messaging me, so I'm going to show him what's what's up. So, but what an exciting episode! What did what did Sherry real quick? Just I don't want to repeat anything, but what did what did I miss? What were you guys talking about? Because I literally just got on it about four after. No, we were just talking about. Um... I was telling her about my sickness and how you know how I'm feeling good now and how I was still oh, yeah. and just how you know I thought to myself as I was laying in bed like man what would have happened if you know I got sick like this or something while being playing the game of Survivor how terrible that would be and how you know I'm very lucky that on my season you know nothing major bad happened because it you know you can get you can get hurt out there pretty easily, you know, and I was constantly, when I was playing the game, just being careful of my surroundings and what I was doing, but you still get eaten by bugs, and it's it's gnarly, you know, it's, it's uh, and this season is a, is a testament to how real Survivor is, for all the people that think that, oh, you know, it's not that big of a deal, well, it's, it is the real deal, and oh, it's just, it's um yeah, it's crazy. Well, I I love and we have my... I believe we might have oh. your other guest on the switchboard. So amazing. This show's coming together. It's seven oh nine, it's coming together. <laughs> I'm here, Matt's here, and old Mike's probably almost in here, so let's bring him up. Here we go. We have from Survivor Caramone, Michael Snow. Thank you so much for calling in. What's up, fellas and lady? It sounds like who's on the phone? I'm Cherry uh, Garcia. Mike Albright, host of Mike on the Mic, and the other guy with the beard, I'm pretty sure you know who he is, but I'll let him reintroduce himself. <laughs> What's up, baby doll? What's up, bastard? <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey, Mike. hey, Mike, how you doing? Hi. What's up, Cherry? Is it Cherry Garcia, like the ice cream? That's it. Same She's the same thing. I'm good, man. I just came from uh, two awards banquets, and I have another one at 8 o'clock. Thursday night this time of year, I, our graduation's in about two weeks, so it's been a it's been a whirlwind for me. And uh, at the first banquet, my res, my RAs gave me a Fitbit as a gift. Actually, the, whatever the highest-end Fitbit is the one I got, and I can't wait to put it on and record my miles more efficiently than with my phone. So I'm I'm doing great. You're gonna you're gonna melt away to nothing, man. Well, there's still a bit to go, but I'm down under 93 pounds. But I, I appreciate it. When I saw you, I was I probably lost probably 50 pounds since the end of January, which is just nuts. Oh my God, that's like two of my dogs. It's like yeah. <laughs> oh, dude, yeah. I mean, I, I was with Mike this past weekend, and uh, yeah, he looks he looks great. And uh, I thought all his pictures, <laughs> I thought he was still gigantic, and I thought he was Photoshopping everything and bullshitting everybody online. <laughs> but apparently. <laughs> <laughs> you went to the horse's mouth, not the horse's ass, and you found out the truth. So it's, it's totally legit. <laughs> oh. Down and 193 gonna... pounds? Wow. Yeah, I That's lost incredible. an overweight American. So, yeah, or an overweight American, so. Yeah, it's crazy, but there's a lot more to go, and I'm not done, but I appreciate everyone's support, and it's it's amazing, and what a journey. And SCG's getting a video in about uh, 26 pounds, so we'll see. So, there you All go. All right. <laughs> <laughs> they already know uh, who you are, I'm sure. Uh, yeah, I've already been recruited twice, so I just need to get in shape so I can do everything else they need. I, just need to, I don't want to have a heart attack on day one or be a medevac, so that's right. why I'm changing who I am. You guys uh, – 
one of the things I always like to talk about with the guests is because I think the listeners like to hear what was your uh, your individual journeys to even get on the show, and then you guys are a pretty tight bond that we didn't really get to see much of. I, I got to watch Matt, your season, Mike, with Matt pretty much every week, and I won a lot of helped lead to who Big Mike was. I used to win all those BW3s trivia contests at his local BW3s, and I won $150 worth, and that helped lead to my obesity, but they had to end the competition when I won six weeks in a row. So, (laughs) how did you guys each get on the show, and then uh, how did you guys connect? Well, I guess why didn't we see more of that on the edited version of the show? You want to go first, Michael Snow? No, you go first. Right, well, um, how I got on the show, you know, I applied back in like 2003. I made a ridiculous VHS video, sent it in. No one ever called me. And, and over the years, you know, after that, I, I had never applied again until um, 2011, I guess it was. Um, I, I said, yeah, I told my wife, I didn't even have cable TV at the time. I was watching uh, Survivor on, online on CBS.com. And I went to the casting thing, and I said, Tess, I'm going downstairs and making a video, and I'm getting on this damn show. And uh, I literally just made it. I put a black, black backdrop up, and I put a camera on a tripod, and I just started talking, and I just edited it together and sent it in. And a few weeks later, I got a call from casting when I was, I was eating at Chipotle, and my phone rang, and I didn't answer it. <laughs> and then, and then it, like it said, you know, voicemail. So I like I I called and get my voicemail and it, it was you know survivor casting and I about crapped my pants I was like oh my god you know holy crap they're actually calling me and then it was just a long process from there I had to make a second video and all these interviews on the phone and went to L A for the finals and the rest is history and uh, it it was fun but I mean to, to me Michael can probably attest to this I. I found the whole casting process, like, they mentally mess with you during the casting, I think. I think it's like you're already playing Survivor, and I thought it was quite comical. You know, when you're sequestered in a hotel during the, you know, casting, you know, when they bring every, all the finalists out there, you know, I, I thought it was kind of funny. <laughs> I had a good time during all of it, so but that's how I got on the show. Any other comparative beards on the finalists, or were you pretty alone in your uh, your look, Matt? No, there. I mean, there was a couple. I remember, you know, some tattooed guy with combat boots, like a punk rocker looking guy, and that obviously didn't make it. And uh, yeah, there's some other beard people, but you know, I, I was, you know, I was the most bearded and and weird looking guy probably there. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's you, Mike. It's snowy. Sorry, I don't call it snowy, but what was your journey, man? Uh, it wasn't. It wasn't anything weird. It was uh, basically I had sent in the videos a couple of times, and then um, just this one last time, I made a good enough video for the casting people, and they started calling me. And that's basically it. I mean, there's there's nothing really that interesting to the story. I was a fan, and I got yeah. on as a as a fan, and I went through the whole process, and I went through with the those turkeys before me, like uh, you know um, Denise and Malcolm and the lady from Back to Life, and you mm-hmm. know Zane and all those guys. That's who I went through casting with, and I was supposed to be on that show, and then they uh-huh. bumped, they bumped me to the other one. 
So, uh, so yeah, I mean, my, it, it's not really an interesting story. It's the same story as everybody has, you know. You go up there and you go through the casting. I thought it was really boring. I mean, I was like, get yeah. me out of this hotel. It was, you know, I mean, Matt's right. It's exciting in one hand, um, but, I, you know, you're sitting there in a hotel room, bored off your ass, and they don't want you going anywhere. Yeah. No interaction. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're you're no talking to anybody, and you know, for for me, it's a different story with me. I mean, hell, I had two little kids at home, so when I was like in Los Angeles for for casting, and I could just like sleep and lay around, it was like the first time in a long time I could actually get some damn rest. You know what I mean? But, oh uh, yeah. It's, it's it's funny because, you know. I, I wish that I, you know, I'm a huge fan of Survivor, as is Michael, and I think our season fans versus favorites is is a bunch of BS. I would have way rather played with Michael in a all-newbie season. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I, Michael's a smart guy, and he, I mean, he would have been a big threat, and it just, you know, the way it played out, it just kind of sucked. But, you know, we we still got to play – Here's the deal. It, I love Michael, and had we not played Survivor fans versus favorites together, then we wouldn't be friends like we are. So to me, mm-hmm. it was actually worth playing to, to know Michael because, you know, Survivor's a, a small part of your life, and, you know, friends and stuff last forever. So. Yeah, 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 you're right. I mean, like, how much is a million dollars, really? I mean, it'd be awesome to have, but the best thing I got was you know, Matt Bishop, you know. Mm-hmm. It was and a present I gave myself. <laughs> <laughs> well, I hated the way we got your patient, though. Both of you guys, and all, almost all the fans were just just not really presented well at all in this uh, debacle with the finale. And it's just, uh, I love all Survivor, but, you know, Karen Owen is a tough season. I think you guys were put behind the eight ball. And it, it, you guys fought through and dealt with a lot, but fans versus favorites is just so... I, I don't know if they'll do a third installment. That just I don't I don't know. It's just an interesting way to do the show. With that much experience, it'd be hard for any group of fans to compete with people that have played for 300 days. So. Right, right, yeah. Yeah, I mean, well, we, you're you're right, Mike. But uh, you know, I think I, I can speak for both Matt and I. We've moved on. You know, it was uh, mm-hmm. we feel very very lucky to have played. But you know. Given our druthers, we would have played on a season where we didn't have to play against people who knew, you know, had, you know, who knew what they were doing better than we did, so to speak. For sure. Flipping uh, the script a little bit this season, um, I guess going into the season, you know, who are you kind of rooting for, rooting against? And then now that we've seen a lot play out, we're down to a final seven. Where are your, uh, you know, where's, where are your thoughts now on the people that remain? And then I guess how were they at the beginning? It's such uh, a I good mean, season. It's such a good season. It's really mm-hmm. fun to watch. It, is, ahead, it is fun to watch. And, you know, for, for me, uh, I was a fan of Ty from the get-go. And, that, you know, it's there's a lot of, um, you know, like last night's episode and even the past few, Aubrey's showing that, you know, she's a strong player. Um, Ty is – Last night's episode and, and what went down at Tribal Council was awesome. I think Ty is smart to have made the decision that he did. Um, I'm not really that – I've never been a big fan of, of Scott. I mean, 
Debbie was Amen. awesome. Amen. I thought I thought Debbie was hilarious. Uh, she's just a character, you know. She's just a different, the female version of, of Philip Shepard or something like that, you know. She's just a a crazy lady, but she was in it, you know. She brought some entertainment and and you know, crazy gameplay to, to the game. And you know, as much as people hate Sarge Jason, he actually invited me to his original. Uh, premiere viewing party he had up in Michigan. He hit me up online, and I chatted with him a few times. He, he's he been really cool to me, and, you know, everyone seems to hate him. But, uh, you know, <laughs> I, 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 I got to root for a little, you know, a little bit of the beard and tattoo guy. I mean, he's, he's, he's playing his own deal, whether you like it or you don't. You know, it, it, it makes for an interesting concept. But at this point, I, I'm, I'm hoping Ty wins the whole thing. <laughs> I keep saying that I hope a, I hope a producer snaps Ty up and gives him his own show after Survivor's <laughs> over because everybody loves Ty. Oh yeah, I find him very interesting, but there's something missing, and I don't mean like a, he has a screw loose or something like that, but he's like there's something I feel like we're not seeing with him. Like I didn't buy that all of a sudden he's like flipping on those guys you know like we get we get one him say one time oh you know they're not including me in all these decisions and then he flips on them like i feel like he's easily manipulated i don't feel like he's playing his own game even though that move makes it seem like he is i feel like he's mm-hmm. very easily influenced or something because i you know, he's so tight with those guys. He's so in so deep. And then all of a sudden he just flips on them. I don't, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't buy it. I feel like we're missing something. I don't, you know, I, don't I like think he liked the, funny, the, the bullying that they were doing and just the, but he did it himself. I mean, he's like, he was, like he did it to whole, an extent, but I think that they were just being oh, so on, commanding man. and, and so overbearing at, at that point at tribal the other, la, last night that I think he, I think when Aubrey talked to him and said you've got to make this your game and you've got to live with yourself and I think it struck chords with him. I and think he, he's just was manipulated. He was like he's not thinking for himself. You know, like I mean, he woke up that when he dumped the water on that fire. That's so low, he did, and we know, saw we saw stuff. a side of him that we we hadn't seen before. Like so, and I think like, he was somewhat ashamed of that, and I think he wants he to make easily, amends of that. He was easily influenced, you know. Like so, so making amends, you don't ditch your partners and your friends. You don't you don't make a situation worse. I just don't. I, there's something off. I don't know what it is. No, I, I agree. I agree with that, Michael. Me and Tessa, my wife, were talking about that. Like, even last night in the episode, you know, other things must have been going on leading up to Tribal Council that we we may not have seen to lead to his decision. And there's theories, you know, people have people have said, you know, certain things that, you know. Um, Ty could have been in trouble if if Scott played an idol or something and was immune, and then and then it was a, a few you know three votes Ty, and the other three votes um, who was it was it the other three votes for Aubrey right? Yeah, that's what it was. Four, then, two, two. then then it, then it was 
you know, then he could have been in trouble. So Ty, I think Ty is easily influenced, as Michael said. Um, but I think that Ty, you know, last night, I mean, is obvious that, hey, he wants to stay in the game no matter what. I mean, it's getting down to the wire. And yeah. people are going to have to make big moves. And, I mean, I, Ty is such a likable guy that he may be able to, like, sweet talk his way, you know, try to, like, talk to Jason and whoever else. I talk his way, like, oh, I'm sorry. Kind of like we would do, Michael, you know, <laughs> when Reynolds and Eddie in our season were thinking we were going to vote with them and then we were blindsiding the girls and then we get back from tribal and, and have to, like, do damage control. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm worried about Mark the Chicken now. I think Jason's going to go after Mark the Chicken. I'll eat that. I, oh, he I probably will. Now Ty's got an idol and that advantage, so he, he's in a he's in a pretty you know he's in a pretty decent but spot. I mean, but he kept the stuff though. He still has those advantages, like you're saying. Yeah. But Ty, you guys, one thing about Ty is. He's not like he's not convincing anybody of everything. He's just being convinced all around. Like he doesn't have a, a strong voice as far as like think of his all the when his performances in the tribal council. He's always kind of like goofing and not really expressing himself very well. So I feel like he he's gonna have trouble explaining his moves to people and he's gonna have a trouble, you know, like explaining himself if he makes the final tribal. He would have been better off sitting there with Jason and Scott going, look at these two jerks. You know, you're going to give them the million dollars I was sweet the whole time and look at what they did. He would have won, you know. So I'm just, I don't know. I'm just like, I feel like he's playing a lot of game, but not a smart game. Right. I think he made right. It's an interesting movie. I think he, he hurt himself and helped himself. I think Aubrey's a bigger threat than you know, Scott, but he also, with the, if it's the, all the advantages, he only goes through final five. So he uses an idol, gets the final six, uses an advantage, goes to the final five, and they're all null and void anyway. So I yeah. think Jason's definitely the easier person to beat. I'm calling him Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Ty because he's so <laughs> back and forth and all over the place. And he reminds yeah. me of another real fan favorite whose social game was pretty awesome, but their strategic game was shit, is, uh, Oh, Rupert. I mean, everyone loved Rupert. He was a huge fan favorite, but strategically, you know, <laughs> you're not the best guy. Because, you know, not the, you're not that killer instinct that, I mean, Ty showed it in the last 30 seconds of the episode when he, I know we're kind of jumping the gun, where he looked right at Scott and he's like, are you, like, you going to give me the idol? And Ty just shakes his head, no. Ty maybe thought, he may not have read the rules that maybe Scott was about to destroy him because I don't know how big Ty is, but I know Scott's 6'11 and was over 300 pounds and lost 46 pounds when he went to Ponderosa, which is pretty – that's, I think, in the top three weight losses that I'm aware of all time. So He lost 46 And it's Ponderosa. Pounds. He said he wasn't voted out because he was a jerk. <laughs> well, he, he was a jerk. <laughs> that's what I said. <laughs> if you haven't seen his Ponderosa, it was – it was one of the more emotional ones I've seen. He was talking about feeling betrayed, and he was talking about his dad and – you know, you felt I felt really bad for Scott because he played a great character, but he said he never wanted to even be though. You know, Russell Hanspite. That wasn't, you know, what his intent was. It, I would highly recommend his Ponderosa. And I, I, you know, Scott was a very dynamic character, and I can't, you know, wait to, you know, 
meet him among everyone else, but yeah. Yeah, he was great. I, I he has that thing though, guys. If you think about who is he as a person, like he's been a jock his whole life. So he's yep. been always the center of attention no matter where he is. And he's just freaking ginormous. So people just stay away and just go like whatever Scott says, whatever he says, you know. So he's had people just kind of bowing down to him his entire life. So when he acts like a dick, he doesn't even realize it. You know, everyone's just like, God, that guy is such a dick. And, like, he's, you know, he doesn't, he just thinks he's being himself. He's like, oh, you know, I'm just doing A, B, and C. And everyone's like, yeah, you're walking around being a self-entitled, you know, jock dick. And there are so many guys that they put on Survivor that are like that, and they don't realize people don't like them. <laughs> just that way they carry themselves, yeah, and they're just totally. Personally, I just think they ought to stop putting athletes on Survivor. <laughs> he played well, though. He played hard. You guys, they, they gave him a – there was a challenge where he had to shoot baskets in a hoop. Come on. I mean, please, right. don't you remember that? I mean, they yep. set these guys up for him. <laughs> for a while he did, didn't he? I mean, come on. Like, yeah, both times they've had former NBA players, they've had a basketball challenge. Like, really? I don't remember a football toss for Gary Hogaboom. Right. Well, Mike, Michael, they had a challenge especially made for you where they had to put the nuts in a sack. You had to hold... <laughs> I, I held on to him for a long time, and I was smiling the whole time. <laughs> hold on to your nuts, man. <laughs> You're oh, yeah, that. Dude. That's funny. <laughs> I love it. I, I, can, I can remember the look on your face. Uh, when you when you drop the sack of nuts, <laughs> your face was like, oh my god, holding on to that nut sack was like strength, you know. Holding on to a nut sack. <laughs> I'm surprised Probst didn't play it up even worse, and he's getting really good at that. Is every joke he can make at eight o'clock in prime time, he loves to make when there's ball challenges and sticks. I tell you what I, I like um, um, Basically last night's challenges I, lo- I like Those simple uh, Type challenges To where It's last man standing You know what I mean Just very basic Hold something to the end It's more like The two challenges last night Reminded me of just like Classic old school Kind of survivor challenges I, I enjoyed watching them uh, I, I, like I would say with that. The option of, sorry. Go ahead, Mike. I was just going to say with the option of uh, food, nourishing your soul or nourishing and getting that advantage, what would you guys have taken in that when that opportunity was presented itself for you? Uh, it, I probably would take the advantage. Advantage. Yeah. Man, I don't yeah. even listen to my boyfriend when we're sitting in the same room. I didn't. I wouldn't want to read a letter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Because it would definitely yeah. nourish you, but not as good as lasting another three days. And, no, it, and you know, it, it, anyone that, to me, anybody that ever gives up uh, advantage or something like beneficial to the game over food is an idiot. Because yeah, it, I agree. It's, it's, you know, it's not that big of you're You're going to survive out there, whether, you know, you, you have a little bit of rice and coconuts, you know, 
when I was I was there to play the game. I, you know, Michael and I didn't win squat <laughs> for challenges ever. So <laughs> we, we didn't have hardly any water. You know, the other the, the the favorites were drinking water that they didn't boil. We would go to challenges and be like, "How come everyone's got a full canteen of water and we have like a canteen for ten of us?" And you know, they weren't they weren't even boiling their water and they were just drinking it. So. If I, you know, looking, you know, if I knew, would have known that, I would have drank the non-boiled water because being thirsty to me was worse than being freaking hungry by by far. Did they get sick at all, man? I don't remember any major. Uh, no, no one got sick. Yeah. yeah, no one got sick. They're not going to give them bad water just in case. You know, they don't want to lose. Parasite or anything yeah. like he's all stars. <laughs> Alleged. Don't drink it, Stu. It's you're gonna get a brain parasite. Like, well, I, 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 after I got after you know Michael was at Ponderosa because he made the jury and I suck and I was a pre-jury guy. So <laughs> I, I, I went to Malaysia for a couple, you know, on the you know pre-jury trip, and uh, my my stomach was so jacked that I remember crapping my pants. I was sleeping in a hotel room somewhere in Malaysia with with Laura, and I remember waking up saturated with shit. I had like shard. I I sharded. I sharded and I like woke up and I was like, oh god! And I went into the shower and I threw my boxers in the garbage and I took a shower and they like I was just laughing like, yep, I just crapped my pants in the same room as uh, Laura. So. That's the best. Survivor story you've told. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shark driver. Did you know that all happened? Did you tell her of that, or did she ever find out? Or did, what, did Laura ever find out? Yeah. Oh yeah, Laura knows. Of course, okay. she smelled like diarrhea in the hotel room. How does she know? <laughs> I wasn't sure. Hopefully, not everyone else wasn't sharding and shitting and everything else. Yeah. Did <laughs> <laughs> that bring you in, or was it something in Malaysia? I'm going to go to Malaysia with you. I'm in years. Nobody wake up in a hotel room covered in feces. That's all I'm looking for. See, one one thing you did not see is Michael and I laughing most of the day. I mean, well, here's the deal. Michael and I were strategizing and talking game constantly. But we also had a blast and would say silly things and, and make up songs and just say funny stuff. It was, we had a blast out there, you know. So it was, uh, one thing One thing I want to ask you guys about this season is Sir Julia, you know, one of the youngest players out there, obviously. I don't know how old she is. But how old is Julia, 19 or something? She's like yeah. a college She's team. young. Yeah, you know, she's still in the game, and, and I was eating dinner before I came on with you guys and uh, and talking to my wife a little bit, and, um, you know, she's kind of <laughs> like, like where, where, where do you think she lies in this whole thing? Do you guys, you know, I know she's playing both sides, but, you know, she could slide, you know, under the radar kind of and, and make it a little deeper into this game. I, I mean, because to me, someone like Aubrey – is a bigger threat than someone like Julia from a strategic point of view, but Julia's also hasn't pissed off a ton of people, I wouldn't think, on the jury. So if she did make it far, 
Hell, she could have a chance of winning this game. You never know. I think she wants she to could. stay with Jason and go to the end with him. I, and from the promo, she seems pretty upset at what Ty did. So I think she knows that, you know, Ty's too popular, Aubrey's too strong. I think she'd want to go – I think her ideal finals would be like Joe and Jason. Because Joe's getting right. pretty big in these challenges. It's, I'm call, I called him Joe Limbo on um, – Twitter last night because I don't know who was is worse than these post merge challenges, Dan Limbo from Nicaragua or Joe because he's a lot. I don't know these fit older guys. He just is falling apart at whatever he does. Uh-huh. Mike, I think there's a distinction though between um, somebody who's popular on the television show to the audience than yeah. somebody who is popular out there on the beach. Like I'm not saying Ty was a disliked person out there. But I don't think that you can translate what somebody's well, like out on the beach yeah. to to what the audience is feeling at home. You know, like I, I just, you know, speaking from personal experience, people that were beloved um, on our season were necess- weren't necessarily even liked out there. They were driving other people crazy. So who you give you, who you give money to, who you vote for at the end. Is is uh is sometimes a little misunderstood because it depends a lot on what how people treat you out there if you like being around them and how you think they played the game. That being said, I think Julia is playing a good game, but I don't think she can win people's votes for the for the in the final tribal council because they're all going to be they don't they're not respecting what she's doing. She's playing really well, but they're not seeing it like Aubrey. You know, they're not seeing what. She, She's like Aubrey the, the is everybody. Yeah. yeah. And Jason. I think Aubrey could play really hard. She has a big target on her back now because she's doing so well in the challenges and because she is standing up to them and saying, look, I am a threat in this game. She has a big target on her now. Oh, and she sure does. Yep. I think she may be taken out before it gets down to the final you know, final well, few because of that I mean, huge target on her. Uh, you know, I don't know if you get, I mean, I've read speculation that there's a, you know, a third medically evacuated person. So that's the other, if that does happen, that, you know, that could throw a, a wrench in things as well. That is true. You there is mean? supposed to be three evacu- medevaced out of this season. So we have to find out who that third person is medevaced out. So yeah, that's horrible. To be medically evacuated from Survivor would be my worst nightmare. I mean, you yeah. know, it's, you're out there and, and it's like you're playing this game and, and uh, you know, especially this deep into the game, it, you know, for someone to get evacuated would, would suck. Even if you had the chance to play again, like, you know, Caleb probably will get asked to play back again, but it's like, you know, who knows how far you would, you know, go on your second time around, you know? And uh, that's one thing. I, I I wonder if anyone from our uh, season will ever get asked to go back to play. Do you, do you think, Mike, that um, that Reynolds or Eddie will get asked to go back? I would think I would say yeah we talked about that I would I would I would guess Reynolds probably first maybe yeah I, I, yeah Sherry I hope she doesn't get invited back but yeah no I'll talk I would to say Reynolds Reynolds sure. maybe but yeah tomorrow you know the thing Sherry is 
Just like Caleb What's this that, season, Michael? you did never you, know you Shimano, if you're Michael? ever going to find somebody that you gel with as much as you did on the, your first season. Like Caleb really gelled with Ty. But would you ever gel with somebody like you and Mike? You know, the two of you gelled really well together on your season, but would you ever, if you didn't go back together, would you ever gel with somebody on another season like the two of you did on your season? You know, well, here's it's my hard time. to... Mike, Michael and myself are both, you know, Michael's a likable guy, and like I know no strangers. I, I'm I'm friends with so many different people from different walks of life that I think if Michael played on his own, that he would do just fine and 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 make friends. And and I feel the same about about myself. You know, <laughs> maybe they need you know, maybe they need mm-hmm. to do. Uh, a gays versus beard, as Corinne would say, gays versus beards. And I can play against Michael. <laughs> as long the thing as, is, Matt, Matt, you would make friends as long as you don't continue sharding yourself out there. Especially <laughs> <laughs> on the shelter, buddy. I don't know. It's like your track record or crap I record. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I tell you what. For, for the for the people out there, you know. In in my opinion, on on my tribe, uh, on on you know our on the Goater tribe on our season, you know uh, Michael was one of the smartest people out there, and uh, you know like I say we we didn't we didn't get you know it was all about the Philip Shepard and the Shamar drama and the Brandon Hans bullcrap that you know mine and Michael's true gameplay wasn't really played out on TV, but. At the end of the day, Michael and I know our experience and the time we had and the strategy we were doing and the game we were playing. We we lived it and experienced it out there on the island. So whether it was aired on TV or not, mm-hmm. so be it. Because we had we, we know we what the deal was. That, though. Yeah, you know it is. Yeah. It is. It's a shame that that landed on the cutting room floor because. We would, as fans, would have liked to have seen that. You know, that's the kind of stuff we would have enjoyed seeing. Well, that's the way it is all the time. I mean, look at this guy, uh, Joe. Like, where is Joe? Mm-hmm. You know, it's like uh, he has a plan out there. You know, it's not like he isn't verbalizing what he's doing out there, but we don't know. You know, even Michelle, we're not really seeing much of her her game at all. It's You know, it, they just focus on certain people for a certain reason, like Aubrey, who's, who's really fun to watch. I mean, she's playing an amazing game. She's, uh, she's strategic. She's charming. She's, uh, she's devious. She's, and she's playing really well in the challenges, surprisingly. I mean, she's played well in the challenges the whole time. She was uh, really fun to watch this season. I think she's your winner right there. That's who I think. Yeah, she's she's very smart, and and I you know I agree with you, Michael. She's she's been awesome to watch. There's a reason we've seen uh, people, you know, Debbie say over and over, "I want to see a woman win. I want to see a woman win." I think we are going to see a woman win this season. That sounds right. I Maybe that's why good point there. this season. That's the, he, I don't know why he, from exciting as these episodes have been, I just don't know why. Jeff's not hyping it. People said he may have overhyped 30 and gave stuff away, so maybe that's why he's taking him back to But I, I'm really – it's unfortunate because I think the season is a really good one, especially following 
you know, uh, second chances or that a lot to live up to, even being filmed months before it. So, I don't know. It's interesting. Well, I mean, they've fallen, you know, they have all these super idols and crap like that, but basically the season has been very basic kind of season. It's been people learn, you know, newbies figuring out the game and figuring out how to play and playing it step by step. And the, and the energy has been building as the season has gone along. you like, at the beginning of the season, I was like, oh, my God, this season is going to suck. These guys are dodos. But they're not. They're playing really well. It's kind of you see them learning each time they go to tribal council and they're playing a, a really fun game. What's I agree. And, and, the, and the tribal councils, you know, there's, there's been some exciting and fun tribal councils. And, you know, there's been a lot of drama with the, you know, the, when Caleb was medically evacuated, you know, they hyped that episode up. And I think it lives up to the hype. I mean, you can, to, to me, watching those doctors kind of like, oh, crap, uh, another person's down. Uh, oh, my God, another, you know, I think they might have been a little nervous. I know, oh, yeah, the doctors are, can do anything, but I think that was kind of a, a scary moment for everybody. I mean, it's and, – and reading the stories of Caleb afterwards, they said if he wouldn't have had the muscle mass he had on his body – that he would have probably died because he was surviving basically like the, his his body was depleted of water and he had like kidney failure and all this other stuff. So like I said before, when I first came on the show tonight, Survivor is the real deal. And for anyone that's listening right now, something that happened in Michael and I's season at Caramoan, and I've said this before, um, Michael in the middle of the night passed out almost like um, Mike Scoopin in the fire, uh, you know, I was sleeping and all of a sudden, you know, Michael, um, you know, woke Reynolds and I up basically and, and was completely delirious and was basically, you know, passing out. And we were put, you know, he had, Michael had sand and, and dirt all over his face because he was, I mean, Michael can tell the story, but he was blowing on the fire, I guess, and felt like he was going to pass out and literally face planted into the sand, which could have been really bad. And, mm-hmm. and when you're out there, you know, it's in the middle of the night, and, and my my dear friend, you know, Michael is, is having a really bad time, and it, it was scary. You know, it's it's the real deal, and that was one of the scariest moments out there for me, and Michael ended up being fine, but that's something you didn't see aired on TV, which, you know, it was scary. Caleb was in ICU for five days. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was irresponsible to the producers because of what had happened on the French version right at the same place. The press had to challenge there because it was so hard in that area for some reason, and the Dream Team had a challenge. So I understand it's compelling TV, but I love you guys so much. It just makes me mad that, you know, three people go down, one's evacuated, and, you know, I, it's, a, it's good to have intense television, but at what cost, you know? I think that's well, Michael, this, it's, it's, explain, so Mike. explain to Mike. Tell him about your passing out, Mike. Oh, I mean, it just was like, I don't know, it was like you're so dehydrated and tired. You don't, the the thing you don't realize is that people don't sleep out there. Well, I didn't sleep for like nine days straight, the first nine days, you know. So you're so tired and so dehydrated. And when I did go down, you know, I face planted right in the dirt and thought I, you know, I thought I lost all my teeth and everything. But you don't. Mm -hmm. You don't know, you you don't realize how hard you can go down when you go down. I, I want to ask you a question though. You said that I know 
somebody died on the French Survivor? They, that, that happened in Cambodia. Is that is that where? Yeah, it, happened? it was the same beach. I think even my friend Laura told me that was it was the same beach, same time of the year, and I just think that from what I understand, I only I barely have time to finish watching all the American versions, but. Uh, yeah, I think it was the same exact place. That's why we were freaking out them so much that week because I was like, "What is going on here?" Yeah, Fishback said it was brutal out there. It said it was like super hot, like super super hot and super just very challenging. Um, you know, much more challenging than his wherever the hell he was in Brazil. You know. Yeah. 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 But it is very difficult out there, and uh, you know, you should have. You guys should have seen Matt's feet. You want to talk about? You want to talk about nasty. Like, his feet were so damn nasty. Oh, my God. Whoa. Just yeah, they, were water, they were water. I mean, because that's the thing. It's like when, when you get picked up to go to a challenge, you got to, like, walk out into, like, waist-deep water to get on a boat. So, like, we would, I would put my freaking shoes on or something and walk out in the water with wet feet. And then when you get back from a challenge, the same thing. And at nighttime, I didn't want, you know, rats chewing on me or whatever. So I would put my <laughs> freaking saturated socks on my feet. So my feet were so waterlogged Water and wrinkled. Yeah. It, it looked like a, I don't know what it looked like. I don't I don't know what like a hundred-year-old man's balls look like, but it probably looked like that. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Balls. Yeah, okay, all right. <laughs> But it must be horrible for that ice cream guy, you know, like he had to go because he, nothing even really happened to him. He just had an infection. That would be the worst, I think. Like, you, know, uh, you know what I mean? Like he didn't like break his arm or he didn't like almost die. He likes just sitting there and they're like, you're out because you have an infection. That would be the worst. Right. He oh, wanted yeah, to keep that, going. That would be horrible. He wanted to keep going. He wanted to take antibiotics and keep going. He he still felt okay. Yeah. But they're like, no, that infection is too close to your knee joint, and that could affect you for the rest of your life. You're out of here. And took they took him out of the game. So, you know, something like that would break your heart. I mean, to know that, you know, you feel like continuing, but they're still taking you out. Yeah, no, it's uh, yeah. I'm looking online right now. That that guy, yeah, the dude died first day of filming in Cambodia, and it also says, which is very sad, that the on-site doctor killed himself following the controversy of of that whole deal. Jesus. So what a tra- what a tragic tragic thing. I'm amazed that only three cast members have passed away that are among your alumni and none in the game, which is just awesome. But that's never nothing that's extremely serious about in the game. It's unfortunate that three have passed. So. Right, right. Yeah, looking forward to the rest of this season, and I'm I'm psyched to have, you know, I know it's, you got to go soon, uh, Mike. Um, you know, I want to thank you for inviting Michael and I on your show tonight. I I appreciate you guys on here, and I knew your bond, and uh, we haven't had very much care of all the activity. I will have to go back and check during I've This is my fourth season doing the show. You might be. I'm trying to think. Reading was on about a month ago, and that was a wild, crazy show. Who was? Brandon Hans was. 
Oh, was it really? Brand new. Brand new. Brand new. So imagine that insanity. It was a pretty crazy show. You know, I've never even met him. Yeah. I never even got to meet. I never have never spoken to that man. Like, uh, I, we never got to meet him. He was gone before there was a, a chance to actually talk to him. And then he didn't go to the um, to this to the thing, the the finale. Oh, I. But I tell you, I tell you what. Um, if, I'm sure Michael and I have millions of fans, just like Joe Anglum and Malcolm Freeberg, because Michael and I were just so popular. Exactly. <laughs> I think about wearing some man buns, but if you want to meet Michael Snow and Matt Bischoff from the best season of Survivor ever, Survivor Terramo and fans versus favorites, come to Bob Crowley's event in Maine. <laughs> and uh, you, you'll be able to meet us. This day will be so exciting. I can't wait to get a picture with you two together. It'll be that'll be a fun, fun activity. And oh, yeah. All right, which one of you guys is getting arrested? <laughs> Not I, me. Lost, I, I stole. I lost all the weight, and they're coming to look for it. I guess I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Well, all right, dudes. Are we wrapping it up? It was fun. I'm enjoying the season. Good gameplay. I'm I'm excited. Thanks for having me on, Mike and Cherry. No yeah, problem. Thank you guys so much for calling in. Likewise. And Michael, I will. Uh, I'll try to get a hold of you. Uh, I might call you this weekend. Catch up with you. All right, that sounds good. I can't. You know. Uh, well, yeah, we can talk about your personal details <laughs> later. <laughs> hey, don't don't shirk on Tessa tonight. <laughs> I'll try not. I'll try not to. <laughs> well, we really All appreciate right, it, Mike. I, I know you have another um, meeting to go to, so if you need to go, um, I can go right after about two. So we can we can. Cover a few things if we need to. Anything else we didn't directly? Yeah, I think okay. uh, there was more, but we, we we got a lot of it covered. You know, Michelle Michelle won the Sudo, Julia won the uh, family letters, and Ty got the advantage, which is huge. And then uh, Aubrey just fighting it out both challenges. She's just a tough tough woman. She almost she went an hour and fifteen minutes, and that challenge looked very very difficult and. Uh, that's that tribal is just a classic, and uh, I can't believe it all went down. And the crazy part is Aubrey appeared to be safe the whole – I mean, any scenario, she's pretty good as long as, you know, people – if the votes had stayed the same, even if they had played the idol, it would have been a tie, and then it would have been between Scott and Aubrey or, you know, Ty and Aubrey, and I think she still had the numbers in a tiebreaker too. So I'm curious what will happen next week, especially with Jason and Julia really mad, and are they just going to get rid of them, even though everyone wants to go against Jason in the end? It's going to be pretty interesting next uh, couple weeks before the finale, which is only three weeks, four weeks away. Right on. For a moment there, I thought Julia was going to switch and and stick with the girls, but nope, she's still waffling back and forth and playing that in-between game. And, uh, just for a moment, I thought she was gonna, you know, stick true with the girls, but didn't last. And now she's apparently staying with Jason. And I am truly worried for Mark the Chicken. I think 
I think they may eat Mark the chicken. Well, I was worried Scott and Jason would do that just to make time out. Now that Jason's mad, I don't, he might eat Mark the chicken the first two minutes of the show. Who knows? Mark the chicken, I think, needs to be in that port. And, and if they do eat Mark the chicken, it's not going to go very far. That chicken is very skinny. So, not much. If he, he's the anti-KFC chicken, that thing is its skin and feathers and a beak and feet. So, I don't think it would be that delicious. I'm worried what it's going to do to Ty's psyche if they eat Mark's chicken. It might turn Mark into a madman. I mean, a Ty into a madman. I don't even think Jason would do that. Well, the one thing I there wasn't mentioned I think needs to be is the spit-off between Jason and Aubrey. I thought it was a cool throwback to the great spitter Keith nail. So uh, they, I like their their sportsmanship of spitting. That was fun to watch and uh, a genuine moment there with Jason where he's not just shown as a villain. It was kind of a good give and take there. But yeah, I personally. Uh, you know, I've been liking watching Jason. You know, I, I, I think that, you know, everyone's calling him a total jerk and a bully and this or that. But like I said, he, you know, on a personal level, you know, he, he's been he's been cool to me. And uh, he is, you know, you never know how you're going to come across on TV. And uh, he's playing his own way, whether you like it or you don't. You know, it's a game. Maybe he's playing dirty. Maybe that's the way he, you know, it's, everyone has a different, ga- you know, gameplay. I've been enjoying, I've been enjoying this season all around. So it's it's good stuff. I love his great big huge boombox tattoo on his stomach. Well, I'll tell you what, he, is, he, he has lost a ton of weight. If you look for it back in the beginning, he, to me, he's looking like he's skinny as hell at this point. Yeah. And, and I also I also heard CBS banned him from Twitter for posting some stuff he shouldn't have. I don't know if you guys heard that. I oh really? Was that this after this week or whatever? I know last week I guess he had posted something about getting Idol back before that we got to see that. Because that was interesting too. Ty, you know, gave the Idol back then played him. That was uh, that could be some super mover. He just got lucky. So <laughs> right, right, but. Matt, I, I promised you an hour, and we're we're right at it. So, uh, you know, thanks for coming on. And Snowy, that was awesome for him. And Sherry, um, yeah, I've got to run back across campus and watch my amazing fraternity get some more awards. But uh been a good night, and I can't wait. I'm pro- pretty sure we're going to have some more Guatemala people on next week. I've been talking to Brian Gordon and to Amy Luna, so – I'll confirm that with you, and we'll get the promos out. But it should be another great week. Awesome. Great. Okay. Thanks Sounds again, awesome. you guys, for having me on. I'll talk to you guys soon. Thanks, Thanks Matt. Matt, so much. You have a great week. Take care, and, and don't get sick again. Yeah, I'll try not to. I promise. Okay, take care of yourself, there. I'll see you guys. All see right, you. bye-bye. All right. I'm going to remind everybody of our, our upcoming shows, and I'll go ahead and end the show. Take care, Mike, and enjoy your rewards. Good night, everybody. I love you all. All right. Take care, Mike. Have a great night and enjoy your your rewards tonight, babe. And I want to remind everybody to come and join us on Sunday night. 
for our Amazing Race Second Pit Stop Show with Luis Stravato. And I believe we are going to have Sherry from, excuse me, from Team Sherry and Cole on this week. Make sure you join us. I can't wait to have Sherry join us. She is going to be a blast. So make sure you're here to hear Sherry talk about being on The Amazing Race. Make sure you're here at 7 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Central. It's going to be fun to talk to Sherry and hear her uh, adventures on The Amazing Race. And then back here again on Monday with Michelle Costa. And I don't know exactly who our guest is going to be this Monday, but I do know that coming on, I believe it's May, um, let me see here, May 9th, Ramsey from Big Brother Canada 4 will be joining us on Manic Monday. So make sure you're here for that. Um, all of our shows on the Red Reality Show Network start at 7 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Central. So make sure you're here on Monday, Thursday, and Sunday for all of our shows. And back here again next Thursday, and as you heard, it sounds like Mike has a couple of great guests lined up for next Thursday again, too. So back here again next Thursday for Mike and the Mike. I want to thank everybody who joined us in the chat room and will listen to this podcast in podcast form at a later time as well. We adore all of our listeners. Thank you so much for being with us. I'm going to wrap tonight's show up with Ron, as we always do. I hope everybody has a great weekend. Take care, everybody. I know we lost a couple of great people in the world today, so God bless their souls, and may God be with them and their families. We lost Prince and China today. Um, 2016 has been rough, but that's life. I guess nobody stays on this earth forever. So everybody take care. Love Survivor. Can't wait till next week and see what happens on Survivor Kolong. Here we are closing the show with Ryan. Take care, guys. Bye-bye. I want to finish off the show with a little music and say to all my listeners, thank you guys, and thank you all for coming in. God bless you, and thank you for listening to the show. And it was a great one. So nice to hear from Matt and Michael and hear their opinions of Survivor Karang. Really enjoyed hearing their their conversation about their um, season as well. So thanks to Matt and Michael for calling in. That's it for tonight. Thank you all again for listening. See you next week.